Welcome to the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup, being brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are on location. Of course, we've had Husker Harvest Days going on all this week, so what an appropriate place to be than the Soybean Board booth here at Husker Harvest Days on a Thursday afternoon. As the show wraps up, it's been an interesting week. We had a WASDE report that was popped into the week. We also had some highs that were taking place in this cattle market, the feeder cattle market. We're also going to take a look at really what's going on with the bean corn spread. And most importantly, what the heck are you going to do with all this grain? Taking it off the combine, uh, running it to town, or is it going to go right back to the farm? Stick around. We're going to take a look at all those details and more on this week's report. It may be small, but this little bean fuels a lot of power. It powers a food industry as a top source of protein. It's a fuel that powers diesel engines with fewer emissions. It powers a state economy and bottom lines. And it powers the rest of the world as a top Nebraska export. Yeah, it may be small but we're finding more ways for this little bean to power Nebraska. And welcome back once again. As you can see, joining me on location, we've got John Lechtenberg. John, of course, is with the ARC, ARC Group, and then Kyle Bumstad with Allendale. And, and gentlemen, I think first and foremost, we've got to talk about what's been happening with this WASDE report. Uh, John, you're the new one to this program, so we're going to kick it off to you first. Kind of give us your thoughts, um, maybe some surprises that you may or may not have seen in that those WASDE numbers. Okay, you know, on, on Tuesday's report, the biggest thing that I think a lot of people were wanting to see was where yield expectations would come into play, um, expecting with the weather that we've had that yield would be lower. Most, most analysts or analyzing, for, analyzing firms were expecting it to be lower. Um, 173.8, I think, uh, 50.1 on soybeans. Um, we're lower, we're within the realm of expectations, maybe not as low as some expect. Um, I think USDA is typically slower to react to potential changes in yield, so I don't think it was a shock. Um, but it is lowering, and I think that's been the trend, so that's something to, to take account in. Um, found extra acres, and so everybody gets always seems to be upset about that. Well, they lowered acres, but they increased carryout by, or excuse me, lowered yield, but added acres. And um, I don't think it's a conspiracy, it's just the way, the way things are. Um, and so not a lot of movement post-report. Um, we're kind of back to where we were pre-report, really, on corn. Uh, the, big, the big surprise was the wheat. Not really a surprise, but we did uh, lower um, wheat carryout, and that has caused the wheat market to bounce 20 cents, you know, from where we're at, from where we were Tuesday. So. All right. For you, Kyle, what, what did you see? Any, any surprises to you? Or are just like, yep, it's just another report. Let's move on to October. Well, you and all the viewers know my attitude towards USDA reports. So, yes, <laughs> it was just another day in the market. Let's move on. But getting back to the numbers that they dropped here, as far as, uh, you know, how the algos were set up to trade this thing, the soybean number that the USDA gave us was not that bearish. It's just that the algos were looking for something a lot lower. And uh, to have soybeans go down, get close to major support, hold that on the charts. Corn went down to 473.5, held that major support area, and now we've come back up here. So to me, it looks like we're gonna be range bound here for a little while in the corn market and the soybean market as well too. Now the, the weekly close uh, on Friday is going to be very important here in both these complexes here for direction intermediate term. And uh, soybeans have been somewhat bearish here the last couple of weeks. So that close on beans is what I'm really gonna be looking for right at the precipice of harvest here. It's not surprising to see us be pressured here as we move into harvest. So which is gonna have more of the pressure looking forward? October report, November report, or are we gonna to jump to 2024 and look at those January final numbers? 
I guess I'm already looking out into January. I mean, the market's trading supply and demand every day, and we've seen here recently that they've built some more carry into this market from that D's forward on the corn and from the no forward on the soybeans. So lately, it's uh, the market's been saying, yes, we know there's a problem out there with the crop. We know there's a problem, but our demand side of things here, we're okay, we're comfortable. We don't have to get as aggressive buying right now yet. And we've also seen that with the basis. Some of the basis, I'm gonna attribute that to some harvest pressure here coming in, but overall, they are still building some carry in this market, and that is longer term bearish. What about for you, John? Um, are you looking more to the January numbers? Let's just get through the rest of 2023? Yeah, I think, I think those final numbers are gonna be more important uh, when it comes to futures market especially. Um, but, but going back to basis, I think, um, we get into harvest year. We're not seeing numbers like we saw a year ago for sure because we're, we're in a lot better shape um, in Nebraska and regionally. Um, and so I, I think the final numbers, as we start getting harvest numbers and you know some of these, this data that comes out of where yields are regionally, sure people will trade that, but I think the final numbers are gonna be what really give us, uh, really give us direction from, from January on into you know, whether it's guys with old crop unsold in the bin or whether it's new crop for next year, that's where we're gonna see some direction. All right, we wanted to look at the fact that we got some new contract highs that happened in the fact, look at you smiling. You think this is just pretty exciting. Uh, Pats and feeders, new contract highs. It is exciting. It's very exciting, and it's a, uh, it's, it's great. We are seeing new contract highs, and that's a wonderful thing. But I knew there was a but. There always is a but with me. Um, when I saw this rally last week start, it started a week ago, making new contract highs. I noticed the spreads were getting wider and wider. They're bear spreading this cattle complex, the live cattle complex. They're also bear spreading the feeder cattle complex. We were up last week, so I'm anticipating Friday's uh, commitments traders report to show a larger or an increase in length from the non-commercial side, the fund length. I, I'm looking for that to be longer. And then earlier this week when we saw the market sell off, we also saw the same bear spreading action. So to me, it's like a rubber band getting pulled. As the non-commercials are buying this market, the commercials are selling this market. And at some point in time, that rubber band's gonna snap. And those funds are gonna be looking for a place to get out. Not saying they're gonna get out anytime soon because the market, the trend is your friend and the trend is up right now. It looks good. But when they start running for the exit doors, that's gonna be the, the key here, how much volume, how much peels off this market and how fast it comes down uh, off these highs. So what I'm looking for this week here, so far we've traded some cash here in Nebraska at 184, 290 on a dress basis. And I think it's gonna take 181, maybe 182 to get some cattle bought down in the Southern Plains. And I look for the next uh, four to six weeks for that Southern cash to start meeting the Northern cash. Northern's gonna be staying about the same. We sold fats a month ago for 290 and we're selling fats for 290 this week. So cash in the North's been staying the same, but it's all about the Southern cash here in the next few weeks. So you know, we can't have a conversation about cattle without me asking you, have you heard any thoughts of, of heifer retention? Because I heard some rumblings here at Husker Harvest Days of guys that said, hey, I'm starting to buy back. I got rid of, and now I'm ready to rebuild once again. I think there's going to be a, a rebuilding start to happen again. We're still, we're still with the feed issue out here in the Western Plains. And also we have a money issue too. Yes, we're, we're making more money right now with cattle, but we're also paying higher interest costs. So I'm still gonna, going to uh, go with the fact that it's going to take a lot of $100 bills to make up that interest payment on that animal you're buying here over the next couple of years. So I think that that's really going to be uh, something that producers really look at as far as retention-wise. What's it going to cost me to keep that heifer out? I think it's starting to happen. It's been happening here for a couple of months, just on a smaller scale. All right, we're going to keep on this cattle side of it, John. I'm going to ask you from a, from a grain perspective, also hearing comments that now's the time I'm going to start adding more cattle to my feedlot because corn is 
on the cheaper side than what it's been all year. Your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, you know, relatively in the last couple of years, corn is cheap. You know, you look at current supply and demand, corn is probably cheap compared to where it might be in six months from now. Um, so I think if, if you're buying cattle and, and you're, you're considering buying cattle, I think locking in your, your feed costs is, is very smart. Um, I think going back to the cattle market, you know, Kyle's got a, a lot, of, lot of detail there. I would just echo from a cattle producer standpoint. Um, pro, our markets are very high. I don't know that margins are substantially better than they are when the markets are low, um, but the risk is substantially higher. The value of your animal is higher. The interest rates are higher. And so using some sort of hedging tool, whether that's, you know, puts or LRP or something, that would be, you know, something to consider for a, a livestock producer, even if they've never done it before, something to look into, because I think there's some reality there. Uh, you know, retaining heifers, people have to consider that if I'm not selling a heifer, it doesn't mean I got a free heifer. I, I just paid the same, I paid market value for the heifer I could have sold. And so that's a reality you've got to consider too, when you look at rebuilding your herd and, and how you know, if we if we are droughty again and you rebuild your herd a little too soon, are you stuck with a with a low value bred heifer when you could have could have sold it for a high value feeder calf? And uh, so making sure you've got the feed to support this regrowth, and some people absolutely do, and some are a little iffy. So. So we are here at Husker Harvest Days, which means you get an opportunity to interact with folks as they come through the booth. What's what's some comments and thoughts? Uh, that they have brought to you over the time that you've been here with us? Probably the, the first question I get asked today is, where's Heather? Uh, Heather's usually doing this show. She's usually at, at Husker Harvest Day. She was here. Um, she just is able to be here today. But, but to be real with you or to honestly, grain-wise, um, things that people are asking about is, should I sell my corn now? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? We're going to harvest. Um, and to that, I would say, hopefully you have some hedged. You know, you've got some stuff done in the spring that would be advisable from, from us. And I think many, many people would have said in the spring, you should have done something, what, what number you're at, whatever. But you, now is the time you're looking at carry because now there's pretty good carry. Uh, you know, you're looking at 14 cents in the corn, you know, rolling from December to March, soybeans, about 15 cents a carry. And so now is the opportunity to say, well, do I like the basis? Do I need the cash flow? Um, what are my logistics at harvest? And if I'm going to store grain, I want to roll those hedges and capture that carry now. The last two years in the corn market, we've gone inverted. Um, I'm not calling for that to happen this year, but if we do, we're sure going to be glad we captured 15 cents a carry in the board. And so looking at, looking at future spreads, the, the carry, and then deciding what we want to do basis-wise. Typically, we can get a better basis outside of harvest. All right, what are your thoughts? Uh, do we sell or do we hold on to it? That's a very good question. Are we hedged or are we not hedged? So if we're not hedged, what I've been looking at doing, um, there's some producers out there that just absolutely wouldn't sell because they did have a drought issue this year and their crop is going to be smaller. What it looks like to me with the volatility and options very cheap. With corn, I'd be looking at selling it off the combine and going clear out to July and owning something out there on paper. Soybeans, uh, same kind of situation there with the carry out there. If they're not hedged or if they're hedged, roll the hedge. Uh, but if not, some folks just didn't sell beans because with the heat we've had here the last six, eight weeks, I'd be looking at uh, potentially selling those beans off the combine and going clear out to just out to March here so we got maybe some South America issues maybe to deal with. Well, gentlemen, both John and Kyle, thanks for joining us.
on location for, for this week's report. We've been sitting in the booth for the Nebraska Soybean Board. Of course, this is the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup. And as we always remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss that aren't suitable to all investors. And that's the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup.